Good evening and welcome to Tell the Truth and Be Free, a podcast committed to keeping it real. I'm your humble and soon-to-be favorite podcaster, Free. You can find me on IG and TikTok at That Girl Freedom and Facebook at Freedom Ring. This is season one, episode eight on the topic searching. And before I go on, I just want to say season one is over. This is our last episode of season one. Season two will begin next week. And I want to say thank you to my listeners, those who have been listening um, actively, um, those who have shared the podcast, um, those who are new. I want to say thank you and welcome to Tell the Truth and Be Free. Um, I also want to say thank you guys for being patient with me. It has been a while, about three weeks, probably going on a month since my last podcast. But that's because life has been lifing, okay? (laughs) And um, I'm just glad to be here. I miss you and I hope that you miss me too. So let's get started. This is season one, episode eight on the topic searching. What are you searching for? And is what you're searching for in front of you? but you're just looking a little too far. Anyway, has there ever been a time where you were searching for something you thought you had lost or lost and were looking everywhere except the place that made sense? Okay. You know, like when you lose something and you start looking in some of the most ridiculous places, even though you know that it wouldn't be an ideal place to find what you're looking for, Well, I have been there so many times and I can't tell you how many times I've lost certain things and started searching in some of the most ridiculous places. Which reminds me, I had um, taken a trip to Phoenix, Arizona a few years ago. My sister had me park where I wasn't supposed to be parked because apparently she didn't get the notice that the parking rules had changed. And so the rental vehicle that um, that I was in or I had rented had been towed the next morning. So in panic, I started looking for the car in the most crazy places, like over to the next door neighbor's house and over to the next uh, complex. Even though I knew that the car wouldn't be there, but I was still searching anyway. So, but I was so desperate to find the vehicle in such a panic that I found myself in places I had no business looking. I guess because I realized the severity of the situation that it didn't matter where I looked and for how long I was looking for. So, but have you ever been told or have heard the saying that what you're looking for is sometimes right in front of you? I'm sure you've heard that. You see, for many years, I was the gal who, in my insanity at the time, was looking for the right things in the wrong people the wrong places, wasting a great deal of time, thereby causing myself unnecessary heartache, disappointments, anger, resentment, etc. You name it. I don't know about you and what you have been looking for, but it would be fair to say that maybe what you're looking for is right in front of you. Could it be? You see, I lost my birth mother in 2015 when I was pregnant with my now seven-year-old son. So because of this loss and not having the opportunity to fulfill my wishes for my mother, I thought it would be wise to transfer those wishes to other people. I would select a mother figure whom I had a certain connection with and I would take care of them 
meeting their wants and needs and playing the roles in that person's life that I didn't that I didn't get a chance to play for my birth mother. Another was mentorship. For years, I had a desire for a mentor because every person needs a mentor in their life. And a mentor is just an advisor. It's someone who has been where you want to go or have been where you are before. Okay, so someone who will show me the ropes and guide me in the direction of my destiny, my personal life, and for growth overall. So I've had some good and some that didn't work out. So I hopped from one person to the next, from one mother to another, one spiritual mother or father to the next, and so on. But I noticed a pattern. These folks will enter into my life, make promises that they never fulfilled, with some giving me ultimatums. Others were ashamed of me because I wasn't the ideal spiritual daughter or daughter because I'm known to be very strong-willed and quick to speak my mind. Not to say that I ever did anything outrageous, but as I matured, and the key word here is mature because not all older folks are mature. Some people are just older, but they never mature. But as I began to grow and mature, I realized that all of these so-called mentors, mothers, fathers, spiritual or adopted, all have one thing in common. They love my generosity, my talents, and my ability to get things done for them or for whatever they had interest in. But most importantly, they love the idea that nothing was ever too big or too expensive to buy, give, or do for them. And if you know me well, and I say know me well, you know that the people closest to my heart, there is absolutely nothing that is too expensive or too above me or below me to do for them because I love hard. So the relationship was one-sided. You can imagine the pain and disappointments that I went through with someone whom I took as a guardian let me down or as a mentor or advisor. But the revelation of all of this was this. My intentions and motives were clear and they were right and they were pure as my heart. However, they were with the wrong set of people. And how did I know that they were the wrong people? Because they never stayed. And often I felt a sense of emptiness or void even when I was around them. You know, one thing I thank God for is my discernment or sensitivity to people's, you know, we call that vibes, to people's vibes, to people's energies. Um, and I believe um, that I'm gifted with really discerning, um, I guess, to a level, because sometimes I would discern or perceive things or someone, but I would, you know, disregard it because, you know, that's who I am. I'm always looking at the bright side and looking at the, you know, the good in people, I guess. So, but I noticed a pattern. They loved me or liked me for what they received from me. Okay. And so they loved the idea that nothing was ever too much or too little for me to do for them. Okay. So when I lost my birth mother, I found myself looking for that mother figure, looking for something to fill that void. And I ran into some that were good and some that didn't work out. Um, I hopped from one person to the next, one mother to another, etc. 
Folks would enter into my life and they would make promises that they never fulfilled with some giving me ultimatums, like I said. Others were ashamed of me because of course I wasn't the ideal spiritual daughter or maybe I wasn't acting like it. And maybe perhaps I was in my ratchet days. Okay, so that could have been it too. So, but I'm although I'm known to be very strong-willed uh, and verbal, you know, I never did anything outrageous. But the relationship was one-sided. And because of that, I experienced a lot of pain and disappointments. And to go through people who I took as guardians to let me down, you know, um, it hit different. But the revelation of all of this was this. Although my intentions were right, and although my intentions were pure, although I meant well, I was with the wrong people. I was doing the things for the wrong, the right things for the wrong people. And I knew this because the love wasn't genuine. Um, I also didn't realize that I was trying to fill a void that was in my heart or in my life because for so many years, I lived my life in isolation. And by isolation, I meant completely independent, no mother, no father, no family members. Even when I knew where they were, I didn't reach out because I knew they would gloat over my pain rather than help me. So I lived in isolation. Nobody knew me. Nobody knew where I was. Nobody could trace me. I was going through my own life. It was strangers who God put in my way who took care of me, who helped me. And because of this trauma, I found myself searching for my mother and my father in the wrong people and the wrong places. Thus, it led to disappointments and heartbreak and distrust because and because of this and I'm sorry I'm talking slow because it is an emotional kind of story you know but because of this trauma I have grown to have a great deal of hate for pretense the worst thing anyone could do to me is pretend to be something other than they claim or act one way with me and another with me. And that has become the fastest way to exit a person out of my life permanently, no matter who they are. Because, you know, people have traumas. And when they have traumas, there are just certain things that even from the most minimal thing that would cause them to drift away, for lack of better words. But the revelation came a few weeks ago that upon completing an exercise, it led to an epiphany or a revelation, however you would say it. That what I had been searching for so many years was right in front of me. Now, isn't that a trip? I read a book by Dr. Cindy Trim, and in her book, Unstoppable, Compete with Your Best Self and Win, she presents an exercise to write names of people you know and put them in categories. And each category is a level and it tells you where each person falls in your life, what part they play. 
But for the sake of time, I won't go in detail. But if you're interested enough, the book is available on Amazon. Now, mind you, it's not just one category. This is like four categories where you have to like, it, it takes a while to do this exercise. But it took me a while to compile this list. But when I had finished, I had listed a total of five to six people. Now, keep in mind, it's not just listing five to six people. Each category has the amount of people that you have to list. And when I got to this particular um, category, which is mentors and advisors, I had listed a total of five to six, which is usually around where you want to be. These five to six people are the one who have played the role of a mentor, advisor, mother, or father in my life. And I was shocked to realize that all of these people are and have been right in front of me the entire time. Somebody say, wow. <laughs> so meanwhile, I had been searching and getting heartbroken all because I was looking too far. Searching for the ideal person to fulfill what I desired for so long. And this part is important because these five to six people are people who have been in your life for an extended length of time. Um, they have been there through thick and thin. These are people who know you to your core. And these are people that will give you the most honest and blunt truth. These are people that care about your destiny. They care about your life. They care about your growth. They care about you as a whole. And when you think about it, it should hit differently because these are people that understand you. And most importantly, these are people that love you unconditionally. And they would move mountains for you. Oh, I like that. They would move mountains for you. So I came up with those five to six people that fall in this category. So I asked the question again, could what you're looking for be right in front of you? And where are you looking and to whom and how far are you looking? I want you to think about it. A lot of us may not always know exactly what we want, but we can tell you a million things that we certainly do not want. And I want to challenge you today. Change your lens view from which you see around you. Adjust your mirrors and look within where you are currently. What you're looking for could just be right in front of you. So don't look too far and don't go too far. I think that's like a Facebook post. Won't you be glad that what you're looking for may be or has been perhaps just a few minutes walk around the corner rather than taking an hour drive only to realize that where, that where you were going was too far or that you have went too far? I want to leave you with this scripture because I always have to close with one. And I think it adequately helps us where we are. And I say we because I'm not the only one who 
have experienced this or is experiencing this. I would say I have experienced because it's past me now. Matthew chapter 7 verse 15. It says, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. And neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. But wherever that fruit is, we shall know them. I'm just paraphrasing. So, but by their fruits, you shall know them. That's Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. And it goes into the story of when Jesus was walking by and he came across a fig tree and he was hungry. And when he came to the fig tree and attempted to take figs, which is a fruit, to eat, that the tree had dried up. And that even though it was the season for it to have bare fruit, it had not bared any fruit. And so because of that, he cursed it. So when you are thinking about advisors and mentors and families and relationships, whatever it is that floats your boat, I want you to think, what fruit are they bearing? And if you are connected to them, I want you to look at your life. Where in your life do you see growth? And when the season comes in your life, are they competent enough to be able to bring you out or to help you achieve whatever fruit, for lack of better words, that you need to bear in that season? And unless it is right, only then would it taste good or satisfy you. I'll see you next time.